networking is where you really find all the people that think alike and are willing to help you. So you really first have to network, get to know the players, get to know where you get the money, and you need to understand how this really, really works. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by Ecospace.com. Now here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams, and today I am with expert John Mori, who is going to teach you exactly the five steps that you need to do to be able to do some seller finance notes. So to actually be able to buy these houses or other properties, I asked him, I said, John, does this only work with single family houses? And he goes, well, I do it with single family houses, but it should be able to work with anything. So if you're buying an apartment building and you want to go sell or carry, we're going to learn these five things from John. But before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about John. John used to be a salsa dancer. Look at this guy. He was a salsa dancer for years and years and years. He actually also worked... Was it aircraft for like 20 years? Yeah, in the aircraft industry, yes. I was an uh, avionics engineer. And let me tell you about the best day of John's life. The best day of his life is when he was fired from his job. I think that was 2016. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, May 13th. I remember. May 13th. He remembers the day and time. Okay, May 13th of 2016. He was fired, and so my first question to you, John, is why was that your very best day of your life? Well, the reason why it's the best day, because at that time, you know, I was really struggling trying to balance real estate and working as an engineer. When I got fired, I had plenty of time now to concentrate on real estate. That's why. Got it. Okay, so we are going to cover the five things that you need to be doing in order to be successful at seller financed. And so anyone can do this. John, let me ask you, how much money does it take out of your pocket to do a seller financed deal? With the model that I do, zero. So now that we know that it doesn't take any money to be successful in this business, now that we know that, we need to dive into these five things. So you have the very first one you put networking. Why is that the first one? Why is that number one? Wow, I learned that early, early on is networking is where you really find all the people that think alike and are willing to help you. So you really first have to network, get to know the players, get to know where you get the money, and you need to understand how this really, really works. So by doing that, mingling with the right people, you're going to be surprised that there will be a lot of people willing to help you and fund your deals as long as you do it correctly. Okay, got it. Number two, you have understanding your target audience. All right, tell me more about that. What does that mean? Okay, what that means is you need to understand the type of people that you want to run into, meaning financially and stuff like that. Now, there are quite a few people out there that do have some funds, but they'd rather be in the middle to low income arena. So once you understand that concept right there, and that is a very underserved sector, there's a lot of lawyers, doctors, professionals out there. They could afford a $250,000, house. But then what happens to the people that can only afford $100,000 house? They have some money to put down, but their credit sucks. So guess what? 
this should be your target right there. There's a lot of those people that need some help. So by understanding that, you can now service that sector. All right. So the target audience, if I can sum it up, is somebody who has the money, but they're still working on establishing their credit or if they've gotten deemed pretty bad in their credit. So they have a lot of the abilities to do this, except a regular bank wouldn't take them. Is that right? Yes, that's okay. right. And also not only people with bad credit, even business people. I have two or three clients that they own businesses, but the banks want to see a W-2, which is kind okay. of sad. You know, they won't even look at the financials. They just want to see a W-2. So if you don't have a W-2, it's kind of hard. Got it. All right, number three, we have your target market. So we're actually talking about the properties, the neighborhoods. So why is that important? It's very important, especially if you want to handle mid to low income. Now, I'm actually mentoring a friend that he's in a Florida area. I forgot why things like Fort Lauderdale. Well, he's complaining to me, man, the houses here are pretty high. They're like 250 and up. I go, well, then you go to the secondary and tertiary markets. You don't be in the primary. If your market is kind of high, then you go outside of that. You know, people have to live. They need a house. So you've got to find where that pocket is. Lots of times, I, I'm in the secondary market and sometimes tertiary. So that's where really where the money is if you want to be in this type of model right here. Great. That's a lot of good insight. All right. So this is the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And today we're here with John Morey. He is a seller financing expert, started his business started a long time ago as a salsa dancer. And then later on, he was working on airlines. And one day they fired him. He still remembers the day. I think he said it was May 13th. May 13th. That was a Friday. A Friday. And that that was the best day of his life because he started being able to do this seller financing. And we learned that seller financing takes almost nothing out of your pocket. So if you want to get into a business and you have no money, that's okay because you'll be able to do this. So we talked about networking being very, very important. Number one, understanding your target audience. And he was talking about how those, that target audience needs to be somebody who has the ability to pay, but they don't have the credit score to show that they can pay. They may have just started a business and a bank won't take that. They need to see two years of W-2. And so these are his, the people that he works with. And then he goes to the target market and he says, sometimes if it's too hot, you got to get out into the secondary or tertiary markets. And then number four, you need access to private lenders. So let me challenge you here, John. If you're doing seller carry, why do you need access to a private lender? Okay, this is very important for my model, which is on the buy side. Now, I like to buy properties at a huge discount, so, and I want quick closing. Now, for me to handle this quickly, I need access to private money. So that's a big component there. And this ties back to the number one, networking. So when you're networking, you talk to people, they'll tell you what they want, and there are quite a few investors out there. They just want their money churning. So once you get connected with that, money's just going to come to you, especially if the deal is that good. So that's where that comes into play. I do help a lot of my private money lenders to make money through this process right here. They're the ones that buy the properties for me. Got it. And number five is relationship with several banks. Is that right? Did I write that down the right way? Yes, sir, because uh, one bank 
especially when you do a lot of these, they're going to say, hold on one second. I think you're going too fast. I was telling where you're not keeping up. So now I have to have two or three banks ready at all times. And I just pass it on where I want to do the refi part. That's the critical component there to pay back your private lender because a private lender, depending on the rate, it can get expensive after a long term, right? So yeah. now you want to get the bank involved to buy them out as refi money. That's why it's also important here in the very, very beginning is to buy right. I okay. always say that buy right. It's extremely important. Makes sense. I like it. And so that's the five. And now we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with the final five. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Ecospace Real Estate. Ecospace is a Denver, Colorado-based real estate company with a national reach. They provide a unique offering called Flip Your Home, where they utilize their own internal fix and flip crews to flip their clients' homes prior to listings. Their brokerage clients gain, on average, 23000 of instant equity, which is then taken 100% tax-free. If you'd like to learn more about gaining additional tax-free equity in your home prior to listing, then please visit ecospace.com. We're back with the final five with John Morey. So, Mr. John, the first question that I have for you is what is the most creative deal you've ever done? Well, almost every single one is very unique. The one that I really do like is when I have my little secret weapon that comes out and helps me try to organize the buyer themselves with me and everything. And I have helped them to where they don't have all the money down payment. You know, the, the down payment, they don't have everything. Like, for example, I want $8,000. Well, what I've done with them is in the contract itself, instead of it being straightforward, I'll just tell them, okay, give me whatever you have today, which is about five or $6,000. And then two or three months later, I'll ask them, can you afford to pay me the, the remainder? They'll say yes. So I will actually just change up the contract that way. So that actually added more opportunities for me to get more people. Instead of being a stickler on, no, I have to have $8,000, period. Well, I say, well, how about let's do this? Give me the $5,000 today. Two or three months later, we'll put in a contract that by that time, you won't give me the remainder. And boy, that has elevated me again to another level. It worked out great. So you're a win-win maker. You're a solution maker. So when they come to you and say, I don't have $8,000, instead of you just saying, all right, this is a finite thing, we're done, you ask yourself and you ask them, well, how can we make this a win-win? How can we make it work? And when you do that, it opens up the floodgates for more and more deals. I like that teaching moment. What's a book you recommend, Mr. John? Never Split the Difference. I love that book and also I think go for the no because I actually read one at night one in the morning and those two it's almost like I'm reading the same author but they're different those books right there I'm trying to get my negotiating skills a little sharper you know it's always good to train yourself you know there's always room for improvement so that's what I'm trying to do I love those books awesome let's think back to where you were five years ago and this is my favorite question that I ask guests because I learn a lot about you when I find out where were you five years ago. Paint me that picture. Paint the Facebook watchers that picture. Imagine this. You walk into this big building and you smell jet fuel and you see all mechanics walking around talking to other engineers and you walk through a big door. Then you open up this big bay of cubicles and then you sit there in your cube. That was pretty much my life you know, for, for quite some time. 
and they'll call me, hey, John, check out the, what's going on in this helicopter, in this wire change or whatever. So they call me up, or there I am sitting down on a CAD machine trying to draw the schematics to put inside the airplane. So that was pretty much an everyday life. So what about right now? You've been doing seller finance, and you're becoming an expert in this and sharing your information with a lot of people. How many properties have you done now? Oh, boy. I'm not going to give you an exact number, but let's just say they're almost in the triple digits. Okay. I'm working to that part. Yeah. Great. All right. So in five years, that's what you can accomplish. This is to the listener. And in just five years, this is what you could do. This is where you could be in five years. John, I imagine that you're like me and you see the future. You see where you're going to be. You plan ahead. Where are you going to be five years from today? Five years from today, I do see myself having multifamily units. And that's actually, I've already started that process. My main thing really is I'm looking at the environment that I'm in. We have a $4.1 billion economic growth in Huntsville. So there's not enough apartment complexes here. Uh, you could buy them all up, but it's still not going to change having 10,000 people coming in here during that time. So I see myself owning brand new multifamily units between 250 and 350 units from the ground up. Very, very good. How do you give back? Oh, the way I'm giving back is, first of all, I'm also teaching. I teach here and I network with a lot of people that are brand new. We have breakfast, we have lunch, and I have one-on-ones. I show them how to make this. I do encourage people to try to step into this because there's a lot of money to be made. And I want people to be successful. So I want to give that back to people, sharing what I know. I'm not, you know, on the top or anything like that. You know, I'm just trying to help other people see a different way of earning money. Instead of having a W-2, how about you be an entrepreneur and let me help you? You know, I'm, I'm actually mentoring three people right now to move up. Exactly what you just said is something that I really want to bring to a little bit more light. I want to shed some more light on this for the listener, for the person that is watching the Facebook Live. And what that is, is John says he's not the expert yet. He's not at the top, but he's still lifting people up. He's still climbing that mountain, but reaching back and helping other people up. And I think that that is huge. And I hope that you, the listener, does the exact same thing, that the time to help other people, you don't need to be all the way at the top. As the airplane analogy, you've got to put your own mask on first. But once you put that mask on, you don't have to wait until the whole situation is over. You go ahead and start helping other people get their masks on. So I love it. I appreciate it. John, what is the last thing you want to share with the audience, the biggest thing that's impacted your health, your life, your strength, your success? What's the one thing you want to leave with the listener right now? Keep moving forward. I say that all the time. It doesn't matter what happens. You might have to crawl underneath. You might have to go around. You might have to jump over and stumble. You might have to crawl. It doesn't matter what happens to your life. You have to keep moving forward if you want to be a successful entrepreneur. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And until next time, my friend, think outside the box.
Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. But until next time, think outside the box.